Welcome to Kansas City Confidential, a podcast where we hear from the people behind Kansas City's local restaurants, businesses, and personalities. I'm your host, Sari, and today's guest is Kate Cosentino, Casey native who appeared on NBC's The Voice and is set to release new music at the end of the month. Here's Kate to talk about her journey on The Voice and her music career. Casey Confidential. Casey's Confidential. I actually came across your page because I am an avid like Charlie Hustle wearer and through just this podcast and all random stuff, I always love seeing their communities and like everything that they do. So I had seen the shirt that uh, you collaborated with them on, which I obviously want to get into later, but that is kind of first how I came across you. And I was like, holy shit, this girl was on The Voice, which I have to admit, I'm like not someone who watches a lot of TV like that, but I was like, oh my gosh, and I got to go after this girl, so... I love it. That's so awesome. I love to the Charlie Hustle connection because that's just yes. like, I'm the same way. I like geek out over them. So when I got to be assured, I was like, what? I'm allowed? Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, you are a singer, songwriter, artist. Has music always been something that you've been interested in? Yeah, from a very young age, I was interested in music. Um, I was a part of a program it doesn't exist in Kansas City anymore, but when I was little, it was called the Gantt Sisters. So shout out anyone who went to the Gantt Sisters. Um, <laughs> my parents dropped me off at this like after school program when I was like, I don't know, three, literally such a baby. And at the end of it, when I was like about to go into kindergarten, they like took my mom aside and they were like, she is gifted musically. You need to put her in music lessons. And my mom was like, I don't know anything about that. I don't even know anything about music, but okay. Like that's nice that out of all these kids they were like she has something special especially as like a baby because who knows you know um so my mom kind of she didn't like push the music thing but she knew that and was like maybe i'll just you know sign her up for some music lessons so like around the first grade i did an after school guitar program with perry goodman at lakewood elementary school and it just like totally unlocked that that was what i was going to do with my life i just like could not get enough of playing guitar, could not get enough of music, and just kind of like started then at seven. Do you come from a family that is really into music or are you kind of like the golden, you have all the talent? <laughs> that's that's a, such a sweet way to say the the golden gifted child. I usually get the, the odd man out or the black sheep. So I will take the golden child. Um, I definitely am an anomaly for my family in the way that I do music. I have a very talented aunt who's like in theater and then a talented aunt who sings like at church and is amazing, but no one else, literally no one else. They love music. I have a family who really likes to listen to it, but no one really uh, plays. You play the guitar. Are there any other instruments that you have played to create some of your songs? You know, that's a great question. I feel like nowadays you kind of have to be the Swiss army knife of a musician when it comes to recording your own music. So like when I'm writing my own songs in my studio, I'm playing bass, I'm playing keys, I'm playing guitar. But if you were like, hey, could you just hop on stage and play that instrument? Only ask me to play guitar. It will not be good otherwise. <laughs> Where do you get a lot of your inspiration for the songs that you're writing? 
that's every time someone asks me like where do you where do your songs come from i feel like it's the very like quintessential artist answer of just like my life and life experiences or the lives of others that i'm you know not hopefully creepily watching but you know stories about the human experience that really connect with me um so i don't know a lot of times it's a random news article that just really like rips out my heart or a movie that i was like that made me cry you know like it really could be anything um one topic that i write a lot about um is body image because that's something that i've always you know i think both men and women struggle with it but especially growing up as a woman and that is what i can speak to um it was just such a big thing for me um that i like to write about that as kind of a one like reminder to myself to stop worrying about it if i keep writing the songs maybe it'll get in my head one day um and also it's a beautiful connector with people whenever i perform to be like hey this is a thing that i struggle with and there's always someone in the crowd who's like i feel that exact same way girl and we have a moment and that is like the magic of doing music for me that's what's so cool and, and unique about songwriters is being able to take those life experiences and saying okay i know that i'm struggling with this but someone else who's going to listen to my music is struggling with the same thing as well totally totally and it's it's just like the songwriting is the ultimate connector of just like we could be completely different people different political views different backgrounds but a song can just be that one uniting force of like okay but same we both had an emotional reaction to this thing so clearly we're not too different you were on NBC's the voice which is so incredible when did you decide you were going to audition when was the moment you were like you know what I want to see if I can get on that show yeah it's it's a funny question I feel like I always say this but you know the voice and idol and all of those singing competition shows are kind of the thing where when you say yeah i'm doing music full time somebody's grandmother or aunt is always like well have you heard of the voice and i'm like no what so it's kind of always been in the back of my head as like i mean that would be really cool um and i really loved melanie martinez growing up because of that show like that was really the only time i remember watching it and her career's been so cool that i was like you know, I think this could fit me at some point. Um, so I auditioned for the first time my freshman year of college, um, which was four or five years ago now. Oh my God. And it was in person. Like you went to a studio. I sang like a Drake song and then they were like, oh my God, you're so cool. No, thank you. Um, but they just kept like my audition mm -hmm. in the like Rolodex of people, um, I guess. And so come 2021, I believe, they emailed me and they were like, hey, we have you in this system. You should try out this year. So I was like, okay, I'll send a video because now it's online. So I did it. Didn't work out that year. And then the next year it happened again. And I was like, oh, so lame. Like, do I really even want to do this? But they asked and I had time. I just got off of releasing an EP and I was like, you know what? This time I'm going to audition, but I'm just going to have fun with it instead of being like this is the end all be all of my career so i sent in a like a silly you won't even believe how silly and stupid the audition i sent in was and it worked and i ended up on the show so yeah that's awesome and you were part of team nile which is yes. so fun 
So what was it like performing on that stage, not just to the audience and the stars who are part of the show, but then realizing that you were then going to be on national television? Yeah, it's it's so weird because it feels like you build it up in your head for weeks because you're out there preparing to sing one song like every day. I sang that audition song 400 times, I swear to you, within the time prepping. And I'm so like hyper-focused on this one like 90 second performance. So when I first started, I kind of had that mentality of like, whatever, this is just fun. I'm going to have fun. But then by the time I got to the stage door, I was like, I have been working so hard. If no one turns their chair, ah, like I was just like, I have to do this. Um, but it was really, really fun. More scary than I thought in that you can hear everyone going before you. And so like when someone doesn't get a chair turn, it's like the saddest thing ever because you know what they went through you know their family's there and you're just like oh my gosh and now i'm about to do that so walking out to that stage was very uh was very scary but seeing the backs of the chairs i was just like you know what no one's there that's this is practice and i'm totally fine um so i wasn't that scared the audience wasn't scary it's very small it's smaller than you'd think up there and i'd played to bigger crowds so that wasn't scary and when they weren't looking at me, I really wasn't that scared. But when they turned around and then I was looking Kelly Clarkson, Chance the Rapper and Niall Horan in the eye, I was like, OK, smile, smile. And don't forget to play the guitar because I was one of the only I think I was the only person on my season who I just played guitar. There was no backing band. So like most people, you have the band still going once they turn. I was like, if I stop playing right now it's all over. It's done. I've ruined it. Um, so yeah, it was very, very scary, but also really fun to just feel like I was so confidently me in front of these people. And I was like, we're peers. It wasn't really like a, you are this crazy, huge artist I'm terrified of. I was like, I do a cool thing and you might like it. And they were just so down to earth that they felt like friends. Um, so that was cool. And I had that whole experience. And then, you know, months go by and I realize it's going to be on national television because I knew that in my head, but it doesn't hit you until you're watching yourself on the TV. And the night my blind audition aired, it was just like the craziest, coolest thing. I felt at first I felt very uncomfortable because I was like, oh, wow, I feel like naked in front of the world because it was so me. It was I was so quirky. I was so weird. So I was like, oh my gosh, everybody's going to see this. And then the next day I was like, actually, it was cool. And uh, all these people have found me who resonated with either my like rah-rah Kansas City, rah-rah Italian, or, you know, just being a goofy person. So it was really the coolest overnight experience I could have had ever. People get really excited when they see Kansas City represented in pop culture, obviously yes. with Ted Lasso and Paul Rudd and all of those guys. And Heidi Gardner, I mean, there's so many people now in pop culture where Kansas City feels like it's on the map. So when someone who's a native Kansas Cityan is in these pop culture moments, it's like, yes, like feeling represented. Oh my gosh, if I see like Gates barbecue sauce in a random grocery store, I will like explain to whoever I'm with for like an hour about like, this is Kansas City brand you don't even understand. Like it's such a, it's such a like hometown pride thing that I love about KC. After The Voice, did you feel like a lot of things were changing for you in terms of opportunities or people recognizing you more frequently? Mostly in Kansas City, which is all I care about. Like that 
Kansas City is always such a warm hug whenever I come back home. And I definitely got like, I've gotten recognized the most there and I've gotten to do the cool thing of being quote, I, it just doesn't feel real because I'm just a person of being quote unquote, a celebrity, a mini celebrity. And that's just been like, it's cool to inspire people like that. Like I went back to my old high school, middle school, elementary school, and the kids like watched me and they were like, well, that's so cool. Like you're a celebrity. And then I was like six years ago, eight years ago and 10 years ago, I was sitting right there and you see their eyes like realize that it could very well be them to be the next person to do something great, whether that's music or something else. And that has been just like, to me, the coolest like heart swell kind of thing that I've been able to do since the show. Um, but other than that, I mean, people have been asking me to be on things, to play places. And that has been so, it's so nice to be asked. You know, it's like when you ask a lot of people, when you're the person asking people out, it's so nice to be asked now. It's so great. <laughs> I think it's inspiring to me, even you talking about visiting your old school and talking to kids of like, this can be you, like this is an obtainable goal if you set your mind to and you and you put in the work and then for you to be able to be an inspiration to younger generations, older generations. I mean, I think we're at this place now where you don't have to look at people who are just older than you to be your inspiration or any sort of mentor like you can see anyone at any stage of life and say you know what that resonates with me what they're talking about resonates with me and I want to know how they got to where they are right absolutely absolutely you partnered with Charlie Hustle to create a limited edition Casey Hart t-shirt how did you get involved with Charlie Hustle it was kind of a random connection I had talked to chase the owner of charlie hustle a long time ago um like i think right before i was going into college again um my dad had met him somewhere they know each other through some you know kansas city is small in a lot of ways so they knew each other and i was running my guitar strap company and i was like you know this would be a great person to just pick their brain and be like how do you do this thing that you're doing so he was really awesome and one day just hopped on a zoom call with me and just like gave me advice and told me his story and i was like that's so cool so i just had the old contact information sitting there and then when this the voice thing was happening um my dad who's a very amazing proud father sent everybody with legs in the kansas city area the email that was like my daughter's gonna be on the voice my daughter's on the voice my daughter's on the voice and chase saw it somewhere and was like that's so cool it would be really cool if we did some sort of t-shirt collab if you'd ever be down. And I was like, let me read my contract, but that would be, I mean, the voice was a dream come true, but honestly, having a Charlie Hustle shirt, you know, you get it. It was like, this is the creme de la creme, the coolest thing that could happen to me as the Leslie Nope of Kansas City, as I call myself. I was like, yes. So he sent me that email. I was like, that would be so fun. Let's time it with the episodes and tie it to Art as Mentorship, which is an amazing organization. They help give a music education to kids in the Kansas City area, especially as it has to do with songwriting and like being an artist. Um, and it's just run by a bunch of awesome uh, musicians. So I was like, let's do that. Let's do Charlie Hustle. And then I was like texting my friend Haley, uh, Haley Miller Biden, if you want to look her up. Um, and she was like, I know your brand. I've got this design down. So she whipped up a real quick couple of hearts for me and the one with the pasta and the little tiny rainbows and hearts 
had to be the one. And so then the t-shirt came out and I screamed and cried and cried when I opened it. <laughs> Charlie Hustles becomes such a household name in Kansas City. And if you really look at it like a, a short amount of time, I mean, we didn't have Charlie Hustle when we were growing up. It's not like this brand that has been around for decades. It's not like Hallmark or some of the other brands, but it is already such an iconic part of Kansas City over the last decade and what Chase and his team has has been able to do with Charlie Hustle and the expansion. And one of the things I love about that brand so much, as I was saying, is, is the fact that they have these communities and partnering with local artists and non-for-profits. It's such a variety of brands, I think is really incredible and just speaks to Kansas City as a whole and that idea of continued support of each other through all different facets and just through different walks of life. I thought the t-shirt design was so fun. And on top of the collaboration with Charlie Hustle, tie in the art is mentorship and working with that nonprofit that you know caters to Kansas City artists is yes. just really inspiring. As I said, just shows that Kansas City loves to pour their heart back into things going on in the city. Yes, I love that. I could, you you said it perfectly. It's so true. And it's just cool too to see like, like you were saying how when you find out someone's from Kansas City, like the whole city rallies behind them. It's cool to see that happen where different industries connect with each other. You know, a t-shirt brand with a music school with a musician is like we are three very different things coming together for one cause and you know being a full like Kansas City created thing so cool I just think it's so cool that the the Kansas City ties are so strong between us that those things can happen what are your goals with your art great question goals with my art um I feel like after this whole experience, the the underlining goal is always to have fun with it. And, you know, I've taken it seriously for a very long time. I still take it seriously. It is my career after all. But the best, most magical moments are always when I'm having fun with it. Um, I think right now I really want to get into writing for film and TV. That's like my next thing. I've started some projects with some friends. I'm trying to shop my catalog. Um, really bummed that Ted Lasso ended. I wanted to be a busker. Come on, Jason Sudeikis. It could have happened. Um, but since that dream has died, I will find another show to be in. Um, but yeah, I think just, you know, kind of moving towards being a part of new cool projects like TV and stuff, video games, I'll write for any of that. And then playing shows and meeting the people that found me online is like the next thing I'm so excited for. Cause nothing beats an in-person interaction. I, you can't like top that. So. When you are home in Kansas city, what are some of your favorite places to visit? Oh gosh. How much time do you have? <laughs> I love, love, love being home. And I feel like every time my friends come, I'm like, here's your agenda. And they're like, there's that much to do there. And I'm like, yes, there is. Let's go. Um, my favorite like place to eat where I'm just like, if I need to feel like 16 year old Kate again is Grinders Pizza. Love me some Grinders. It is the best. Getting some tots. It's the best time. I love literally all of the local coffee shops, Parisi, um, but especially, um, oh my gosh, what is it called? It's the three-story one with the rooftop um, messenger. messenger. 
you can't beat the vibes at messenger it is the most vibey cafe so i love being there and i love the nelson atkins i i don't know when i'm gonna get tired of going there because i go there like three or four times a year i just love it it's a really great museum yeah i don't know i just literally if i'm in town find me downtown just going whatever's new or the classic favorites so do you feel like living in nashville when you tell people you're from kansas city you have to defend kansas city a lot yeah i definitely got that more when i lived in la people would be like oh i'm so sorry and i would be like don't come from my town let me tell you um but in nashville i i get that sometimes where people are like oh aren't you so glad to be in nashville now and i'm like yes and no there are pros and cons to both of these places and they're actually really similar to me um just a little more southern flair and way more populated here and i think that's what i like i like both when i want it to be crazy busy music industry like intensity but some cool different things nashville's great but kansas city is like just homey I can also drive without traffic most of the time, which is a beautiful blessing. Um, but the good thing is a lot of people are touring musicians here. And a lot of the times I'll be like, I'm from Kansas City. And they will be like, that was one of the best stops on our tour. Or I had the best barbecue of my life. Like one guy, I just met him and I was like, Kansas City. He's like, have you heard of Q39? I My life was changed at the Q39. And I said, have I? You just made my day. Yes. <laughs> or they'll see my last name and be like, I feel like I've seen that somewhere when I was touring. And I'm like, the distant, distant cousins who own that grocery store. That is my last name too. Kansas City is again, that warm hug, like of being celebrated. Like I am one of the big fish in Kansas City in like, it's just, which is weird to even say, what the heck? Um, <laughs> Thank you, the voice, I guess. Um, But even that there's just like this, different spirit of collaboration in both of the cities in kansas city there's just like everyone is doing really unique stuff i would say there's like the indie music scene in hip-hop are really really cool in casey and jazz there's an appreciation for jazz that is so so i mean cool and amazing um in casey compared to nashville where like you know what's great is i could throw a rock and hit a co-writer to write a song with but then the people that i do write songs with in kansas city it's like it's it's special because you know there's 15 of us and we all know each other <laughs> you know what i mean so having lived in nashville and la and various places looking at kansas city if there was something you could change about kansas city what would that be yeah that's a great question because i feel more often than not i'm just like how can i make nashville more kansas city how can i make la more kansas city because i just love it so much and there's just so many perfect things about it that I don't want changed. Um, and I want people to come, but I also, you know, it's our beautiful hidden treasure. We don't need to, we don't need Nashville level numbers yet, <laughs> please. Um, I don't know. I feel like one thing that I've sometimes experienced with the music community in Nashville in particular, or in Nashville, the music community in Kansas City in particular, sometimes I have experienced a little bit of like, more so than even Nashville, like, oh, you know, there's only room for so many of us, which is like half the people and then the other half are like, I'm down for anything. Let's collab. Let's be friends. I feel like I wish that Kansas City had a little bit more of the Nashville tone of like, there is space for everybody. I have rarely met someone in Nashville that's like very standoffish and like secretive about their music career. Those people 
people stop working with them because there's that vibe. I think in Kansas City, just because we're more separate and isolated and you kind of work alone for a long time until you discover each other, that, you know, it's just people aren't used to navigating the relationships with other musicians as much. So let's just, you know, a little more rah-rah, collaborate, support each other, I think could be could be amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's that's... there. It is there. But more would be wonderful. That's interesting to hear, especially because do you think there is this fear of the unknown of, okay, so many things are happening. How, how big is, is Kansas city going to get? And Mm -hmm. so it's interesting to hear that even in the music industry here, that there's some of that fear of more people joining and then they're not being enough for everyone. Growing up in Kansas city, as you know, I feel like I was just talking with my friend Brandon about this, that 2015 to like 2017 was this like golden era of indie music in, you know, Kansas City. My friends, the greeting committee were like taking off. There was like everyone would go to like the buzz, like night that buzz stole Christmas. Like it was this like rich music hipster culture that was so unmatched that was a lot of the reason why i still do music because it was just so fun to be a part of that like everyone would go to every concert that was where i met friends like it was the thing and i feel like that took a little dip since i've left at least from what i've heard but it can come back and i feel like those i've just seen kansas city rally behind you know first fridays art community and it's so like magical and amazing and there's always been space for everybody like if any kansas city artists are listening to this i live in a place where we have probably quadruple the population of musicians and there is still space for everybody you know i there's nothing to be afraid of i feel like you know it's a good thing and like my favorite thing is when I come home I can be like hey you want to be my backing man for the show do you guys want to open for me for this hey can I open for you hey let's write you know having a community that can help you make music is way more valuable than hanging out on your little island all the time are there any songs that you're currently working on or that are coming up soon you would want listeners of the podcast to know about yes pending me uploading it this week or next week Um, I should have a single, an original single called Fighting With Myself that I wrote with my friend Claire Ernst, um, produced by Tony Chetta, my guy, um, that should be coming out um, late July. I think probably July 27th, but don't quote me on that. Late July, look for an original song from me. Nice. And where are you releasing it? It will be available on all streaming platforms. And you can find me at Kate Cosentino on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, any of those. Is it crazy to like see your name on platforms like that? You know, it. <laughs> this is such an old lady answer. I released my first EP in middle school. And so when that moment happened, I was like, guys, my diary is on Spotify. I'm so cool. Um, now it's a little more just like, I hope they get it up there on time. Like I'm a little, little crotchety about it, but it is still very cool. <laughs> I gotta remember it is very cool <laughs> yeah especially when it's something you're like working towards and you're working so hard towards it's kind of like I need yes. everyone to listen to it I need the 
I need it to be available for people to enjoy and and download. So, and it's just, it's so cool that people can find it through there. I think the coolest thing is seeing it get added to someone's playlist. And then some random girl will be like, yeah, my friend Stephanie had your song on her playlist, like late night vibes. And now I like love this song. So cool. Literally the coolest thing ever. I had that happen with my aunt FaceTimed me from some random, like, I think it was a St. Patrick's Day parade in Kansas City with this woman and just FaceTime me and she started crying. She was like, your song, prettiest girl in the room, I found it. I found it on this and I've just been obsessed with it. I didn't know that was you. And it was just like, that's the power of Spotify. So cool. One, I think it speaks to the power of the music that you're making, that people find it relatable and that there is power in it. Even if it's the songs that bring out a lot of emotion and are the songs that listen to in your car when you're driving alone late at night being able to produce what you're feeling and then knowing that you're not alone in what you're feeling because other people hear your music and are like someone else wrote exactly what I'm feeling and I feel like they wrote this for me yes oh that's so magic that makes me like tear up when I think about it because I can remember driving to the edge of Metcalf in Overland Park Kansas you know crying to some song and now I'm like these are people like that's a person that I had a visceral reaction to their art and that that could be me for someone else cries crying that's the coolest thing ever is there any song in particular that was like your go-to I need my emotions to come out and this is the song that gets it done oh my gosh so many so many like I feel like you could have just labeled like a part of my like high school discography sad girl (laughs) energy (laughs) like I I feel like when you're young like that obviously you're feeling feelings but sometimes it's like the romanticizing these like sad feelings that's like it's so cathartic there nothing hits harder than that like driving looking out your window feeling sad whereas now I'm like I've had real life happen play me something happy Um, but definitely Sufjan Stevens was my go-to sad girl artist. He has a song called Casimir Pulaski Day, which sounds like the, the craziest song title ever. It makes me weep like a baby and it's amazing. Say again, your, um, Instagram and just like where people can kind of find you on, on all platforms. Totally. You can find me at Kate M. Cosentino, C-O-S-E-N-T-I-N-O, long last name. But if you live in Kansas City, I guarantee you can find it somewhere. (laughs) Um, I am on all the social media under that handle, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter. Um, And I have a YouTube channel. It's a different handle. But if you look my name up, it will come up, Kate Cosentino. And then find me on all streaming services under Kate Cosentino. So fun to hear about your celebrity encounters and just all of the incredible things you're doing, the things you have worked on. And I am excited to see where you go and just what you accomplish with what you are doing. Thank you. Thanks for having me. This has been awesome. You can find Kate's social media in the show notes. If you like this podcast, please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe. It means the world and it only takes a second. As always, you can find me on Instagram at KC by Sari. See you next week. Casey Confidential. Casey's Confidential. Hey. Kansas City's best. Ooh, Casey Confidential. Mm.
Confidential.